0: episode of the biohacking beauty podcast i'm very very thankful and happy that you have joined us today my guest today is an amazing person dr christopher shade who's a phd and the founder and ceo of quicksilver scientific he specializes in the biological environmental and analytical chemistry of mercury in all its forms and their interactions with sulfur compounds, particularly glutathione and its enzyme systems. He patented a mercury speciation diagnostic process to analyze human toxicity, found the only clinical lab in the world, founded the only clinical lab in the world offering mercury speciation analysis and has designed cutting edge systems of nutraceuticals for detoxification and antioxidant protection, including advanced phospholipid delivery systems for both water and fat soluble compounds. His Quicksilver delivery systems, nanoparticle technology, increases the bioavailability of supplements and protocols leading to higher efficacy products. Dr. Shade is regularly sought out to speak as an educator on the topics of mercury, environmental toxicities, neuroinflammation, immune dysregulation, and the human detoxification system, not only in the US, but also internationally. He has helped corporate executives, professional athletes, celebrities, children with autism, patients with chronic immune disorders, and many more. He strives to evolve the way the medical industry delivers care and he is perpetually broadening the way the world understands health. In this episode, we are going to dive deep into understanding the connection between mercury toxicity and skin health, the role of glutathione and skin detoxification, innovations in nutraceuticals, the nutraceutical delivery systems for skin health and in general real-world application of mercury speciation analysis uh, in general and in skin health, and what you are going to learn is really how to detoxify your body with his systems, which which I'm obsessed with, and we're going to dive into his um, experience, his history with mercury poisoning and detoxification, which is something that I'm very interested in. Before we dive into today's episode, uh, I would like to say that it would mean the world to me and to us here at the Biohacking Beauty Podcast and Young Goose if you took two seconds out of your day to subscribe to the podcast. Not only does this ensure you will never miss on an episode, but it also greatly helps the growth of this podcast, especially, by the way, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, if you could leave a review. And last but not least, I would like to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Young Goose, the biohacking skincare brand. And what we do here at Young Goose is that we aim to lower the functional age of the skin, allowing the skin to then perform rejuvenation and regeneration tasks much better, leading to healthy looking skin, younger looking skin and skin that you love. And hopefully, it will make you love yourself a little bit more, because this is our ultimate goal, to create a loving relationship with yourself. But now, without any further ado, please welcome Christopher Shade. Welcome, everyone, to the Biohacking Beauty podcast. Welcome, Chris. I'm super, super excited to to have this conversation with you.
1: Oh, well, thank you, Tay. Uh, I'm always happy to hang out and talk to you and happy to bring whatever I know here.
0: Yeah. So obviously I've been using um, Quicksilver Scientific for for a long time. I love the products. And, you know, one, one of the things I love the most is to hear how it came about, how you started, you know, your kind of origin story. So how did you maybe tell us a little bit about how you started it?
1: Yeah, you, you know, it's hard to, like, where do you start, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> I was poor, born a, <laughs> a poor son of a professor in a steel town, Uh, you know, and you can't really remove that kind yeah. of thing. I did. I grew up in Bethlehem, where Bethlehem Steel was. I had, you know, I was given all these amalgams. I remember, you know, being in my early teens, like 13 or so, and I just started having this explosive temper, not with people, but with inanimate objects. Like I was really pissed at skipping records and stuff. And, and so I'd like punch holes in my wall. And that was right about the time where I started getting filled up with all these silver fillings. Yeah. And then, you know, you fast forward, you get into college and, you know, I'm uh, I'm going to college. I'm trying to learn about environmental chemistry. And, you know, thinking about, you know, how, how do you help the world by cleaning up the environment? And I realized that, you know, what I'm doing is kind of a sham. Not me personally, but this whole environmental chemistry thing. You just follow around polluters, measure how much they pollute, and pretend you're cleaning up the pollution. But, you know, I remember the first uh, lecture where they're like, oh, no, you can never actually get it all. It's wow. diffusing through the groundwater faster than you can pick it up. And uh, and I'm like, you know, this, isn't, this just isn't really doing it for me. And I also tried psychedelics around that time. And, uh, you know, you know, what happens when you when you've just never you're like really reductionist person, and then you take a freaking whopping hit of acid or mushrooms, and you're like, Oh, my God, this is just one big energetic flow between everything. And you're like, Oh, my God, I think I got to do things differently. And I ended up getting into organic agriculture. And how did I do that? Because I started growing wheat. And uh, this is back in the 80s when this wasn't really done, like 88, 89. And uh, at the same time, I'm, you know, I'm opening up and I'm feeling all these energy flows and I'm like plants, plant compounds, soil. And then I actually went into organic farming. And uh, I joke that uh, I got out of farming the year that uh, Whole Foods came around. And, you know, it was like there was no money in it at the time. Mm -hmm. It was just like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? But I really believed in this getting to people's health through healthy soil, healthy food, healthy people. That was the motto at Rodale Institute that I worked at for a little while. And, you know, your your path just kind of winds around. And I was at Rodale for a little bit and uh, doing research. And then they sent me down to, to Disney World of all places And I'm down at Epcot Center and I'm lecturing on on organic farming and the future of the world's food supply. And, you know, I I met my, you know, who became my wife. And and so I'm like, what am I going to do now? So I went back to school and I was looking at pollution from agriculture. I did my master's doing that. And then I went to do my PhD and I was going to do more of that. But I found that it was actually really boring at these Big Ten schools like, Mm -hmm here's the farm. There's the stream. The rain comes, the fertilizer goes into the stream. No way. Really? (laughs) You know, it's just so obvious. And so I, I met this guy who was doing all this modeling of metal going through the environment and he was a mercury specialist and it was he had these global models for mercury going up into the air with coal combustion oxidizing and turning into a salt raining down getting into the ecosystem building up through the food and he needed good measurement of this and it was very difficult at the time and so my task was to build systems for analyzing mercury and so I did that and I wanted to get back to people, and instead of doing this environmental analysis, but I started doing an environmental analysis. I patented this testing. I started the company to go along with the patent, and uh, and I was still doing environmental. And then the first, that economic crash of 08, 09 happened, and somebody told me, only thing that lived through the, you know, the only businesses that grew through the depression were healthcare. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, fine. I'm, and I stopped taking all environmental samples. And at the same time, I was introduced to Dietrich Klinghart and Hal Huggins. These were old, you know, the original guys doing mercury detox stuff. And uh, I showed them what I was doing with the testing. I showed them my first product to get things out of the body. And it went from there. But it was like, how did I even get to having this product for detoxification? So I had to get from environmental testing to Quicksilver Scientific as it is now, which is first and foremost, a detoxification company. Yeah, And I started this company and I was like, I met some people doing holistic dentistry. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to do. And I want to measure mercury in people and see what you know forms of mercury in there. Is it amalgam? Is it fish? And I got all my amalgams taken out in a single day. Wow. And I had 17 amalgams. And the irony there was that I only had one or two cavities. You know, they would, every time you had a little crack, they would dig it out and put amalgam in it. They would call it sealant. Mm -hmm. So I had all this mercury in me. And I was wondering, you know, why am I not that resilient? You know, I got a big spirit. I want to do things, but it's like, I get sick a lot. My kids get sick. I get sick. I travel. I get sick. I'm like adrenal burned out all the time. And so I get all these amalgams out and I start measuring everything in me. And... I'm going to take dm dmsa to get it out so what's mm-hmm. dmsa dmsa was a chelator dmsa and dps are these main chelators that will go in to your blood and bind a bunch of the mercury in there and every other heavy metals and get you to pee it out it makes it water soluble so you pee it out so i thought well i'll do the testing and then use these chelators so i'm taking these chelators and i'm getting I'm just getting like wiped out. I'm getting weaker and weaker. My brain fog's crazy. I'm just like, well, and there's, and I'm measuring the urine and there's no mercury coming out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I must not be taking enough. <laughs> and so I'm like, i got going to take some more and take some more. I'm taking 1500 milligrams a day and I'm just a mess. And at the same time, I'm going to these meetings of the Colorado Functional Forum. A friend of mine, John Scott and Cheryl Gray, were putting this on. And there was these luminaries coming through lecturing every month. Uh, Nigel Plummer, who was like the original, it was Pharmax, I think, or Pharmax. It was the original probiotic company. And Mm -hmm. he had all the research on that, what happens in your GI tract when there's toxins and dysbiosis in there. I'm watching Bob Roundtree, and he's talking about how the liver moves toxins out into the GI and how if they get stuck there, the immune system gets all freaked out. I'm like, wait a second. I shouldn't be trying to push all this stuff through my kidneys. And I'm also watching Dietrich Klinghart say, Oh your kidneys you got to watch those you know it takes like 7 years to regenerate them it takes 7 days to regenerate your your GI tract and your liver god you can cut 2 thirds of it off and it will regrow uh-huh. I'm, like, I'm using the wrong organ here i got to use liver and GI and i made this binder it's uh, made out of silica it's kind of like using charcoal to absorb toxins but this one was specific for metals and I had made these in graduate school to take all the mercury out of water and concentrate it into one place. So it's got all these sulfhydro groups, things like the chelators, but bound to a little sand grain that goes through your GI tract and you never absorb it. And I'm like, I should take that because I remember there was a study in 1973 in a poisoning in Iraq where they did something like that. And so I cleaned it up and started taking it and in like, a week or two, I'm like a new man. I just kept wow. doing it. I it was like, fixed everything. And soon I'm. my kids are getting sick. I'm not getting sick. I'm going out to a conference and coming back. I don't get sick. My adrenals aren't burned out anymore. The toxins fundamentally alter your resilience to the stresses of the world around you. They're fundamentally crippling your mitochondria they're crippling your thyroid they're crippling the pituitary and the adrenals your whole response to things is just shut down and turned way down and that opened me up and i was like this is what i'm doing and i showed that to Klinghart, and he's like i want that i showed it to huggins i want that everybody wanted that and that was the start is this little binder but then to go with it, we had to get glutathione in. We had to get uh, lipoic acid, polyphenols in. That is how I got to making the liposomes and the nanoemulsions, all the high bioavailability stuff yeah. that I'm known for now.
0: Yeah, uh, so that's incredible. I was meaning to get to those later, but maybe I, the first question I want to ask you is like, how does mercury toxicity affect the skin? You know, our evil plan yeah. here in this podcast is to get people to care about their health, longevity, health span, whatever you want to call it, because they want to look better. So what's going on in the skin when we are, you know, laden with these
1: toxins? Yeah, totally. You know, our, our desire to look good is, is natural, and, and it's for reproduction, it's for general aesthetics, and you can't decouple it from your inner health. As much yeah. as everybody tries to Botox it and cover it with shit, you know, damn well. If you don't have the health from within, you're not gonna get it. And when you do your skin creams, it's supposed to make health from within. It's not to hide stuff. Yeah. So mercury, there's two main forms. You've got the kind from fish, and then you've got the kind from the from the dental amalgams. Yeah. The kind from the and the fish form eventually turns into that same form. So that form from the amalgams. We'll often say like the methylmercury from fish is more intracellular mm-hmm. and the amalgam one is more extracellular. And so it'll do things like cause joint pain and joint pain is from extracellular matrix problems. Well, what is it that feeds the skin and makes it beautiful? It's the extracellular matrix that's doing mm-hmm. that. The matrix houses the fibroblasts. They make the collagen, the elastin, and they make everything beautiful. And so if you're poisoning the extracellular matrix, you're poisoning its ability to regenerate. And then at the fibroblast level and at the cell level, when the mercury does get into the cell, because mercury inorganic is not just extracellular, but it has a lot of extracellular aspects. So it's poisoning the assemblage of the extracellular matrix, and that's the assemblage of the collagen, the elastin, the ground structure underneath that, it's getting all kind of screwed up. And a lot of the cells are being pushed in to what's called senescence.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: the mercury and other metals will damage the, the telomeres, the end caps of the chromosomes, and the skin goes into senescence. Senescence, or the cell goes into senescence. Senescence is a state of a cell where it stops regenerating it stops propagating. It just sits there. like, And it, they call them zombie cells. And they release inflammatory mediators that cause inflammation around them and induce other cells into that same senescence. So the inflammation will start the puffiness, the redness, the, you know, all the things with inflammation. And the senescence will extend into the fibroblasts. And so they stop making the collagen. So at the base of the wrinkles, there are senescent cells in there that have ceased making collagen and elastin. And it, there's a term now for the toxins that are, in, that are increasing the rate of aging. It's called gerontogens, like gerontology, the study of aging. These are substances that enhance the rate of aging, that speed up the rate of aging. All toxins do that, and mercury is really good at that.
0: You know, it's interesting. First of all, I always like when the end conclusion is senescent cells because if we can tie it into the real <sighs> hallmark of aging, we we kind of can. It's like in the military when you're lost in navigation, they tell you, "Okay, look, go back to the last point where you were not confused and go from there." Right. So every time we can tie it back to something we already know, where we we can go from there, which is super so interesting. But, but you know, I don't know if you know, there is a group of researchers in Portugal in the last like five years. That are really showing how skin senescence, because obviously the skin is like undergoing an onslaught of you know environmental uh, pollution, UV radiation, etc., EMF, e- e- right. blue light, etc. It calls on a lot of renewal because of things like aging and indu- aging inducing uh, processes, inflammation, etc., toxins, etc. It accumulates senescence faster than any other. Organ.
1: Yeah. It's got the toxins, it's got stuff coming through it, and then it's got the UV catalyzing, you know, some of this damage.
0: Yeah. So, what they're showing is that skin senescence, since the skin is also in charge of relaying information back to the brain through the skin brain axis, wow. it actually propagates inflammation in the brain and wow. ages through. So, it affects the HPA, basically, the axis yeah. um, the, the that controls a lot of our hormone expression so it actually ages us not only do we need to take care of our body in order for our skin to look better our skin aging and, and deteriorating actually is
1: signaling aging yeah in the brain.
0: yeah that's so brilliant. it is and and again like if we if we can get back to senescence i feel like we can get to anywhere else
1: yeah so- totally uh, you, you know one of the things that was most obvious to me when i started making these products is you know, I was a sailor for a long time and my skin would, my hands were really damaged and you could, you could see it on them. And for a while I started putting our products, like the and the glutathione, the vitamin C, lipop on my skin. And then I would show people, I'd be, look at the two. I would do this one all the time. <laughs> and, and this one looked all old and this one looked young. And I started doing that like 10 Plus like 10 years ago, 10 to 12 years ago. And then I, I did it for a couple of years and I stopped. And then like two years ago, I was like, it's still the same. This is still the good one. And this is still older. So I'm like, I better start putting stuff on here too. Yeah. Uh, I proved my point. But <laughs> just doing that and enabling the cells to turn around there and get the senescent ones out. And you're either going to kill them and move them out or rescue them from their pattern was able to last for years and years and years. I didn't keep just doing this one hand, but years later, you could see the difference. And now, you know, I have the, you know, if you like pull <laughs> the in and stuff, test, yeah. people wanted to be like, how many seconds? And you're like, there are no yeah. seconds involved. It just goes right down.
0: <laughs> yeah. I wanted to take a quick break from today's episode to chat with you about our Young Goose skincare products and our special offer for podcast listeners only. Our products provide you with skin regenerative therapy that corrects the cellular damage that is accumulated over time and aims to lower the functional age of the skin. If you're a first time Young Goose customer, we are offering the listeners of this podcast 20% off their first order by using the promo code PODCAST20 during checkout. If you are a longtime user and have already tried our products, we highly appreciate you coming back, coming back to this podcast and listening to us, and also coming back and using our products. And we would like to offer you 10% off with the promo code PODCAST10. so you did mention glutathione what is the role of glutathione in all of that specifically sulfur compounds in general what's the idea there with incorporating glutathione in order to clear out you know mercury toxicity
1: yeah totally and uh and first on the skin side i'm just gonna relate a story i just related this story i did all day teaching here we had you know 40 doctors in here and we got onto glutathione. I related a story years ago before I was making glutathione or anything. Mm-hmm. I was hired by a company to evaluate their glutathione product. It was a patch. And we had 40 people from the area come in and we would take their blood, you know, get all we had all their information, you know, their name, their, their sex, and their their age. And we took their blood, we measured their baseline glutathione. And then we had them wear this patch and then we measured their glutathione again. And from the first time to the second draw, blood draw, I got to see the glutathione levels on all the people. And I had all the data in front of me while they came in for the second blood draw. And I was interested because I'd seen, you know, long life is associated with good glutathione. Yeah. And so I got to look at these people and a lot of them were women. And I got to see the women with the highest glutathione levels and the lowest glutathione levels. And in this one interesting exchange, this woman comes in, she's drop dead, beautiful. Her skin is perfect. Her hair is long and glowing. And she was like either number one or number two in glutathione levels. And I'm like, well, there you go. Yeah. And Then this woman came in right after and she was 52 and a woman came in right after her and sort of scowled at her and, you know, her hair was frizzy, like in, you know, like frizzy hair is cool, but it just wasn't strong and her skin was, was thin and wrinkled and she goes, how old is that woman? She always acts like she's such hot. (laughs) And I'm like, I can't tell you. And you, yeah. <laughs> and you know, so one was fifty-two and one was fifty. And the fifty-year-old was at the lowest, like the lowest two or three in glutathione. The fifty-two-year-old was at the top one or two. The other one was who was at the top had this girly young face. I mean, she looked like she was twenty-two but she was, you know, like up in her upper thirties, almost 40. And I, and I asked her about it. She goes, Oh yeah, everybody in my family, everybody thinks they're way younger than they are. So it was like a really visual thing that was going on. Yeah. And, and so how does glutathione affect all this, you know, and we'll talk about how it affects mercury and other toxins and how, well, let's do that first. And then how does it affect beauty? So, for mercury so if mercury is in your cell and the way it exercises its toxicity is it binds onto things It can bind onto a sulfhydryl group these reduced sulfur groups in the membrane and alter the membrane function there you can bind on to a sulfhydryl group in an enzyme and block the activity of the enzyme. Different proteins or active sites are usually protein. They'll block that. It'll bind onto what's called iron sulfur cluster and kick free iron into the cell, which creates oxidative stress. And how do you get it out? Well, you have to link it onto glutathione. Mm -hmm. So you've got glutathione in the cell. You make it in the cell. And then you have something called glutathione as transferase that takes the mercury from whatever it's stuck to and links it onto the glutathione then it's in the cell, mercury glutathione conjugate, and you have a transporter in the cell membrane that pushes it out. So it'll go from the cell out into the extracellular matrix, where it'll go into the lymph and then into the blood. It'll circulate. And then you have transporters in the liver and the kidney that recognize it, pull it into the liver, dump it out with a bile into the GI, or pull it from the blood, dump it into the urine and out. And there's a number of different toxins that link on to glutathione. Now, in the metals, that's mercury, cadmium, and arsenic. A number of different pesticides and herbicides link on to glutathione. So the more toxins in there, the more your glutathione is being pulled out of the system. Now, the other job that glutathione does in the cell is to quench reactive oxygen species. And that, it'll, it'll take this free radical oxygen species and be oxidized. And then you have an enzyme that re-reduces it. So it's got a recycling cycle in the cell and it can keep just catalyzing free radical reduction. But then the toxins grab it and take it out of the cell. So they're stripping it out of the cell. And as they're stripping it out of the cell, then the cell is more susceptible to the reactive oxygen species from the mitochondria or you know other toxins that it's exposed to. And this is especially bad in the mitochondria, where the mitochondria are wild little creatures. You know, they're running, you know, in Celsius, our body is 37 degrees Celsius as normal. The mitochondria run at 50 degrees Celsius. Wow. That's how they heat you up. I told my my 16-year-old son this the other day. He's like, oh, my God. I'm like, why do you think it's 50 degrees outside and you're 98.6? you know, Mm -hmm. uh, because these little things are hotter than your cells, they're warming you up. And they're doing that by consuming lipids and carbohydrates and burning them up with oxygen. And they're burning them up in there. And there's all these little bursts, they call respiratory bursts, these explosions of oxidative stress. And the cell, the mitochondria is actually more reduced like antioxidant than the rest of the cell around it. So it has this very sophisticated glutathione, thioredoxin, glutaridoxin, superoxide dismutase, this whole system for keeping that under control. And that's the first place that gets damaged in the cell from the mercury because the mercury is pulling all that glutathione out and then it burns up onto that oxidative stress because it's not there. And the mercury sticks into the thyroid, and it blocks that. So it cripples your antioxidant system and that hits the mitochondria before it hits the rest. So fatigue is the biggest source. Uh, the Fatigue and anxiety are the biggest mercury uh, symptoms that you see. And so as you know, senescence proceeds from mitochondrial damage. And so there are a lot of pathways to senescence from mercury toxicity and from all the toxins, really. Yeah. And so the mercury is getting out. So we need to get I mean, the glutathione is taking the mercury out, we have to keep building glutathione in the cells, because then how does glutathione affect beauty and things like senescence? Well, the telomeres are length. So the telomeres are being shortened by damage yep. and and toxins shorten the telomeres. And then that can flip the cell in the senescence. So you need telomerase to keep elongating them, keep working on them and fixing them. And telomerase is most activated when you have a high reduced glutathione in the system. So mm-hmm. reduced and oxidized. So you, make, you want reduced glutathione, and then it becomes oxidized when it has to deal with free radical stress. And then you have an enzyme that re-reduces it, glutathione reductase. So as long as there's a lot of toxins in, it's sucking out glutathione and creating oxidative stress. You're not going to get that high level of glutathione and that high pool of reduced versus oxidized. And that is what stimulates telomerase to do its thing. And so when telomerase elongates, you get into these regenerative cycles and away from these senescent cycles. And Mm -hmm. senescence itself, you can go into senescence and come back out of senescence. Or if you go too deeply in, then you need to just kill the cell and get out of there. But the senescent cell, it's sensing all of this oxidative stress and these low and oxidized glutathione levels, and it goes into this arrest phase. But if you can regenerate the high amount of antioxidant activity in the cell and high amount of glutathione, it can pull itself back out of senescence. Yeah, it's almost
0: like, obviously, that's, you know, that's a very, very, very interesting discussion about senescent cells and the, and the ability to reactivate them to, to either direction, because the problem is accessing information either to kill it off or to re- revive it, so to speak. Yeah. But both would not happen if the cell is in senescence. Like you really need to wake up, you know, the mitochondria within it, yeah. the information in order to to take it either way. So that's very interesting. And we already touched on three hallmarks of aging, which is mitochondrial <laughs> dysfunction, <laughs> telomere shortening, and, and senescence. And and you did mention on, on maintaining high levels of glutathione in our bodies, in the cells. Is that something that we can do? So we, for example... We have a product. We are using uh, Moringin, which is another sulfur compound. And we are using it actually to activate a longevity pathway called NRF2 or Nrf2. But the idea also is that sulfur compounds that are now becoming popular, like sulforaphane or or supplementing on Moringa, can help us kind of maintain high glutathione levels. Is that enough? Are we... Are we experiencing so much toxic load that we need to supplement on glutathione itself, bioavailability? How does it work?
1: No, it's a a great question. So how do we get glutathione levels back up? Yeah. And we can take precursors to glutathione. We can take glutathione itself if we have it in a bioavailable form, or we can stimulate the... Nuclear transcription factor called NRF2. Nuclear transcription means it's something that goes into the nucleus and tells a certain family of genes to be transcribed, meaning you're going to make the things they code for. And NRF2 codes for all the things that deal with free radical control and detoxification. Collectively, we call that chemoprotection. Mm -hmm. So NRF2 can upregulate your synthesis of glutathione your activity of glutathione reductase, which is re-reducing the oxidized glutathione and the detoxification enzymes, the glutathioneus transferase and the transporters that get the toxins out. So this is something, I mean, we we do a, a lot of Nrf2 upregulation. Now, certain times, you need a little extra. And so... When are you going to use like a precursor to glutathione like N-acetylcysteine or cysteine or some of the protein, whey whey protein versus going right to glutathione? Mm -hmm. So if you're under a lot of stress, say, you know, your body's, uh, you know, down, you've got some mold toxicity, you're a lot of mercury toxicity, you've got some chronic infections going on, or you're just trying to do a really strong detox, you want to go right in with extra glutathione. In the form called a liposome mm-hmm. so we do liposomal glutathione it's really hard to get a really good glutathione uh you know as far as i know we're the only good liposomal glutathione on the market i've measured them all and you can take that orally sublingually To get it into the system. And when we're in big detoxes, we have people take that. So for me, I don't take glutathione every day, but if I'm doing some active detox or if I'm, you know, under stress, maybe we've been traveling, we've been partying and traveling. I can take a lot of glutathione to help with that extra demand. Now it can be used topically too. And, you know, we'll do the liposomal glutathione topically. It was part of what I did on here. We also do Nrf2 up regulators uh, are lipoic topically, and you put that on and keep it like a mask for like 15, 20 minutes, and then just take a hot washcloth and blot off the extra glycerin. It's a little sticky and push the rest of it in. And so you can have these little, you know, these little bursts of glutathione going in there. But Mm -hmm. long term, it's stimulating Nrf2 to be making enough glutathione for you. But again, when you're down and under the gun, it's hard to get up on top. And some things like molds block NRF2. Yeah. And so then you gotta go in with like vitamin C and then glutathione, you have to like nurse the thing back to health. And post COVID, COVID one of the big things that it does to your biochemistry is it blocks NRF2 having like really upregulated nrf2 when you get covid makes you get through it really well but if covid if you have a bigger bout of covid it's it just douses your nrf2 and after that you have to do vitamin c and things that are more nurturing and you can't rely on nrf2 upregulation until you heal the system
0: yeah beautiful One of my favorite products, and indeed the product that started at all, the first product we ever released, is Care, which is an NAD boosting moisturizer, and if you haven't heard about NAD, this is the most important molecule in our body, uh, and is also called the uh, fountain of health of youth. So what Care does, it raises NAD levels in the skin, and not only that, it also uses enhanced resveratrol and nine other supporting ingredients, providing the ultimate fuel for your skin's regenerative processes to dramatically improve deeper lines, brightness, texture, and pores, aside from being a longevity supplement for your skin, making sure that your skin is healthy, vibrant, and looks amazing for many, many years to come. So uh, give care a chance. So you did mention liposomal delivery system. What you didn't mention that I'm very impressed by is your, is nano sizing some of your components. So like what is special in the delivery system that, that you deal with? Why should someone, you know, be interested in, in the forms or, or the pre-care that the molecules got before it got
1: free care. Right? I like that, <laughs> you know, and, and, so what do we do? We make these liquid deliveries, uh, mostly liquid, there's one or two exceptions, that as a family are called lipid nanoparticles. The mm-hmm. most commonly known is a liposome. And you make this little nano size, it means it's less than 100 nanometers, and that no- nanometer is a millionth of a millimeter. So cells are in the, you know, one to a couple tens of micrometers. And then these liposomes are, you know, 100 to 1,000 times smaller than that in the 10 to 100 nanometer range. And, but they look like cells. They're made out of phosphatidylcholine, makes a lipid bilayer membrane, the same as the cell membrane, and the membrane surrounds a droplet of water. So we put our compounds that are water soluble into a liposome. That would be glutathione, B-complex C, NAD precursors like nicotinamide mononucleotide, nicotinamide riboside, and with those methylation factors, those all go into this liposome thing. And why do you need them to go into a liposome? Well, glutathione, when you put it into your stomach, gets broken down into the amino acids, so it's no different than taking amino acids. Yeah. So you put it in this little bubble, you, you put it in your mouth, you start absorbing it right in the oral cavity, and as it goes down, it's absorbing. Everything where it touches, it's absorbing. And when it's in the stomach... That bubble protects the chemistry from the enzymes that would break it down. So it's a way of getting past this bioavailability break. And it gets past transporters that aren't there for different compounds. So it it creates a higher bioavailability. That means more of it goes into your blood. And it creates an immediacy. It all goes in at once. And so when we get to the other kinds of particles, it's especially important. So we're gonna get this stuff go into, I mean, you can measure these things, go into your blood in two minutes, they'll peak in your blood between 20, 25 minutes. And the other kind of particle is called a nanoemulsion. So the nanoemulsion has a droplet of oil wrapped by phosphatidylcholine and some other emulsifiers. And in that, we're gonna put oil or alcohol-soluble compounds, like mm-hmm. simple oil solubles, like oil-soluble vitamins, like vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin E, vitamin K. But then these things that are either Nrf2 upregulators or sinalytics or sirtuin activators, those are all plant-based compounds that are soluble in these systems here. And that would be resveratrol, quercetin, berberine, compounds like that. And in the detox system, like our fundamental detox is called push-catch liver detox. Then we have advanced push catch of cube 2.0. But the fundamental pair is push catch liver detox. And the push is liver sauce, easily named. It's like A1, you pour it on your liver, <laughs> pour it in your mouth. And what I didn't say about detox is detox proceeds cell to blood, blood to liver, liver to bile, it has to go out with bile, it goes down to the GI tract. And then the problem if you got all the way there, is a bunch of it reabsorbs. Mm -hmm. So we need to trigger our cell to release the toxins, the liver to pull them up, the bioflow to dump them into the GI, and then we have to throw binders in. Like I talked about the silica binder with the sulfhydryls for the metals. We use a combination of that with charcoal, zeolite, bentonite clay, chinoxan, and a couple of things for the GI tract. So it's push, catch. Now the only way that could work is if all these compounds absorb at once. You look at, like, coercetin absorption, it's moderate absorption, and it takes about five hours to peak in the blood. Yeah, Resveratrol is similar, but other things go in pretty fast, like lipoic acid for Nrf2 upregulation. You know, if you have sodium lipoate, it'll go in 30 60 minutes. If you have lipoic acid, it'll take an hour or two. So everything's going in at a different time. But if you put them all in the nanoparticle, which we do, we have... The compounds are NRF2 upregulation to push things out of the cell. We have the compounds for stabilizing the mast cells so you don't allergically react to the toxins as they pass through the body because when you allergically react, you turn up inflammation block detox. So we have have those covered and we have the compounds to turn up the cells, grabbing the toxins in and the, the, the hepatocytes pushing of the bile. All that absorbs at the same time, peaking in 20 to 30 minutes in the blood. And then 30 minutes later, you take your binder, you catch everything down there, and wrap this all into a tiny little bow. So you get higher amount into the blood. You get it all in at once. And all the different compounds are all in the particles together. They all go in at once. So you can bring this to bear on all those things. And then some of the compounds are triple duty, quercetin, mast cell stabilizer, NRF2 upregulator, senolytic. So we're getting senescent cells out at the same time. We're turning up NRF2. We're rescuing those that can be rescued. We're moving the toxins that are catalyzing the damage out. We're moving them out with the bile. We're clearing out the liver. The bile flow is clearing up the upper GI and washing away the SIBO and CIFO. And then the binders are coming in and picking everything up. That's only possible with these nanoparticle systems. Those nanoparticle systems. Also, get past the epidermis and get in
0: beautiful. So would you say you know when you apply this when you take it orally or sublingually, would that be also
1: uh, the same time you would apply it on the skin topically or well, no, they're really different on the skin topically, you know I, we usually do that at, at night, and I'm not necessarily trying to couple the detoxification of and regeneration. I'm looking more for regeneration of the skin. Mm-hmm. And I'm not totally trying to couple that. Now, you totally could. And mm-hmm. one of the things we like to do is like push sauna catch, push massage catch. So you can do your skin stuff at the same time you're taking your oral and then couple it to binding later. And that that might help detoxify the skin, having them all happen at the same time. But I, I haven't typically done that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it'd be interesting to see to see if they, they have some syner- synergy there. Let's say someone wanted to start with a push-catch method or, you know, any other modality that they could do. Is it something that they could just educate themselves and start doing? Do they want to go through a practitioner?
1: You know, if they've never done any of this before and they're, you know, a little cardiometabolically unwell and they're 50 years old and they're, you know, menopause or menopause and they're trying to get a hold of things, they should probably go through a doctor. But most of the people that you go to have some background in natural mm-hmm. health stuff and and most of them can get right into our systems and use them you know you're going to start low and work up high all the boxes that we've made especially the best one is advanced push catch mm-hmm. because it's got a lot it's got the liver sauce in the binder has kidney care to help flush the kidney soluble toxins out it has a huge dose of choline with astaxanthin and tocotrienol. Those are great for the skin. Phospholipids are awesome for the skin. And it has the glutathione with it. And it has a you know a instruction book to go with it and stuff. And most of your people could go in and, and do these things and not have a hard time. And if they're having a hard time, they feel kind of crappy or anything, you just back up and drop the dose in half. Give it a week or two and then bring the dose back up. We've got these things really organized well. When we started, you know, it was like, nah, you got to use a doctor because you got to figure out all this stuff. But we figured out all the paths to really make it a low symptom detox. See, the reason people are afraid of detox or bad reactions is the way that the liver works. And if you don't have it organized right, there's a gating in the liver. Toxins should come from the blood into the liver cell the hepatocyte and out through the bile Mm -hmm. if that movement from liver to bile to gi is blocked it's called intrahepatic cholestasis or if there's like gall sludge gallbladder sludge or stones that's extra hepatic if you can't move those toxins out and you're starting to take something that's moving toxins out of the out of the cells they go in they start accumulating in the liver but they can't go out the liver dumps them all back into the blood And what Mm -hmm. happens then, they go to the kidneys, and you start getting that lower back pain. Now, your skin, instead of getting better, is going to get worse because the bile salts go, and they lodge under the skin, and they make you itch. In fact, anytime you're starting to itch in your skin, take some bitters, open up the bile flow, that's actually bile salts. And then the toxins Mm. try to come out through the skin. And that's when you get the rashes and immune reactivity to it. You get a whole bunch in your head, and you feel like crap. That's all back flush of the liver back into the blood because you haven't gotten the bile moving out and taking the toxins out and or secondarily you don't have the binders in the gi and you reabsorb stuff once you get that whole cell blood liver bile gi catch everything goes smooth
0: beautiful is there also a way for people to get like super proficient in 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 your modalities it You know, is there a course that they can take online or? or, Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Practitioners, even health coaches, we have a whole, it's just launching in like another week or two. It's called Quicksilver Scientific Institute. Wow. And it's a whole online learning system, self-paced, and you'll go through all of our modules and then you get your certification at the end, you'll be listed on our website, you'll know all the stuff, you'll have access to our whole education team. Education's huge for us. So we have four full time people on education and three on clinical outreach. You have questions, you know, are, uh, you know, we got a licensed acupuncturist who's been with us for like eight years and a naturopath who's been with us for like four and they can walk you through how to deal, do all these things. We also, you know, if you, if you get on Quicksilver Scientific, get an account, get our newsletter, we have uh, a bunch of all day teachings that we're doing around the country. We just did the first one here. We're doing one at Santa Monica in a month. We're doing a couple others. You should come. Mm Mm-hmm. And sell skincare products. Yes, sir. And so there's a lot of ways that we're doing this. And we have a webinar series every month. We're doing a a hour and a half webinar, and so we have a lot of education. And all my old webinars are inside the system. They're all archived in there. If you have a professional account, you can watch all of them. There's got probably 30 hour and a half long webinars and uh, a lot of written up stuff. We have a lot of educational material. You can you become a master of this stuff
0: yeah that's what i love Uh, honestly you know for me it's a little bit of um like coming full circle because i've been a fan of quicksilver for as long as it existed to be honest and uh, i remember like specific things like when you guys came out with your liposomal nad i I was like these guys get me you know as 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 a consumer honestly it's it's insane how we complete each other as far as our world view because that's what we do with nad precursors we nano we we have a liposomal delivery system nano sized yes. n- nanoparticles uh, glycolipids and phospholipids when we try to repair skin barrier we talked about like sulfur compounds and yep. and honestly the list goes on and, and it's insane and i wish for us to reach your level in education, because that's what I enjoy the most, the education that you provide that is really unmatched in, in the field, Thank to be you. honest. Yeah. So I'll ask you one question. Do you have any resource for people who do want to work with with a practitioner that gets you, though, that has gone through a program of yours? Is there a way for them to find it through your system or
1: something like that? Uh good question. <laughs> you probably have to reach in because uh, we used to have a practitioner locator and we took it off because we wanted to make sure everybody was really mm-hmm. well trained. And mm-hmm. so that's why we have all these trainings going on and then we'll reinstitute that. But if you go through the customer support portal, either email or phone, you can tell us where you are and they'll go and they'll ask the, our account reps and stuff. Who do we have in this area? Who's really doing this? and we can get you set up. There's also, if you want telemedicine, you know, our two clinical outreach guys, you know, you can use those guys and uh, and they'll go through your case and help you out with that. Well, that's, oh,
0: that's beautiful. I didn't know yeah. about the, the telemedicine. I mean, to be honest, this is the the next frontier, right? It really is. Yeah. Um, and uh, maybe last but not least, what are the best ways to kind of keep up? We did mention the, the uh, newsletter, obviously, but what are some other ways to keep up with, with you yeah, and with So, Quicksilver.
1: QuicksilverScientific.com, get on there, get uh, either a consumer account or a professional account, and that'll keep you up with the newslet- newsletters and the activities. And then on Instagram, there's DrChristopherShade.com. There's Scientific. Well, yeah, DrChristopherShade uh, yeah. on Instagram. QuicksilverScientific is on Instagram and on Facebook, and you'll see a lot of stuff posted. On those three sites, and just just so you know, I'm usually not the guy Manning the Doctor Christopher Shade <laughs> account. I've been accosted at shows like you never, you know, yeah. send <laughs> me back. But once in a while, I'll look. And then the other day, they're like, "Who the hell wrote that long response to somebody?" Uh-huh. And I just looked, and this guy had a really complex question, and a soul on my team could answer it. And they're like, "Who the hell did that?" I'm like, "Well, I did that." So you never know
0: that <laughs> is literally the story of our instagram S- suddenly i'll write some some you know crazy comment there and 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 my like, like, do you understand that that's what expected now and i was like well no don't don't get used to it yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> sorry you just got lucky Straight away from <laughs> expectation to luck
0: what about if people do try to time you know one of the coolest things that you guys have in conferences is your, what would you call it? A, 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 I don't know, the, your your little pod. What, what what do you call this thing? The liposome bar. The liposome bar, yeah. Yeah. So what conferences do you guys, uh, are you guys going to do maybe in the near future that people can try and, and, and see you guys there? Because yeah. your team is, you know, first of all, we got connected, I think, through your team first, because a lot of them, you know, user products became kind of our friends, yeah. stuff like that. So how do they time a, a meeting with your team? What conferences do you... Yeah, so uh,
1: if you go on our site, you'll see where we're doing. Uh, on the 4th, we're doing a full-day training in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. That's March 4th. Oh, this coming weekend, we'll be at Whole Script Summit, the Personal Logic Health Academy. Mm-hmm. Then the... Oh, you'll probably be at this one. So... The 23rd to the 26th, half our team will be at IHS, Integrative Healthcare Summit up in New York City, and I will be at the Aesthetic and Anti-Aging Medicine Show at the Miami Beach Convention Center. Are you going to be Mm -hmm.
0: there? Uh, We don't know yet. We might have a conflict of uh, scheduling.
1: Okay. Then March 4th, Santa Monica. We'll be out at Expo West for all of Expo West, and we'll have Mm -hmm. all of our stuff there. And then Holistic Dental Association, I'll be there with Roberta. Oh, and, of course. Uh IOMT, I'll be there as well. And then uh, April 15th, we have a Northern California full-day event. Got it. So, uh, Are you guys going to be at KetoCon? Do you know? No. Okay. No, we, we don't do as many of the consumer shows. Palio used to do pretty well for us. I don't think KetoCon did as well, so... We got a lot of things going on, so we don't yeah, worry. for sure.
0: Okay, well, we'll 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 uh, come and and hang out with you when when we're together. Chris, listen, it was an absolute pleasure. I I super appreciate your time. I couldn't recommend your products enough. Funny, I've been recommending them for years to people, thank so you. it's fun to to go on on record. Yes,
1: well, thank you very much.
0: Absolutely, and uh, we will see each other very soon.
1: Absolutely, look forward right. to it. Take care.
0: Before we end today's episode, I'm going to take some time to answer some listener questions. If you would like your question to be answered on the podcast, you can ask your question in a review on Apple Podcasts and we will be sure to answer it in our next episode. On to our first question. I live in a state where we have a super cold winter. I feel like spending any time outside is negatively affecting my skin. What's the best way to protect my skin from the cold weather and avoid wind burn? So what happens when we are out in the cold is that we are experiencing more transdermal water loss. And the reason is is because the cold compromises our skin barrier in many different ways, whether it is drying out the ceramides in the skin Uh, having the skin basically less able to shed dead skin, and in general, creating a climate where more water is being drawn out of the skin. So what we want to do is to fortify our skin barrier. What we found in Yangoose that helps that tremendously and really solves the problem is using biomimetic lipids, lipids that are normally created by your skin if it works optimally, and obviously with age, with time, are being produced less effectively, if at all. Combining it together with very strong antioxidants that counter free radicals that are, that are being created through stress, UV radiation, etc., and combining it also with vitamin E, which is normally produced in the skin, but obviously we want to increase that. The product that we've designed for that is called BioBarrier. It is a serum. It's important to follow that serum with moisturizers such as Care, in order to create the best environment for the skin to handle environment cold exposure. And we are seeing incredible results, whether it is from people who are just going through their daily lives or athletes that need to spend extensive time in, in cold weather. So give it a try. Second question is, I'm tired of the redness in my skin and feel like I can't leave the house without having makeup on. I wish I were the type of woman who just had naturally even skin. Is there anything I can do to lessen the redness and unevenness? Okay, so this is a pretty large area we're going to have to cover. But in general, uneven skin tone, redness, irritation, flakiness, things like that are mainly caused by either inflammation in the skin or just the inability of the skin to regenerate fast enough. Through the stress or the challenges that it that is that it faces, it can be obviously from internal things that are going in in the body. It can be from the environment, but in any case, what we're looking at is an imbalance of ability to challenge, to to demand, and you know we can talk. Obviously, we talk a lot about this podcast how of how about how to change it from the inside. But if we just wanted to tackle that issue right now in the skin we really need to enable the skin to, to regenerate. And that we do through improved cellular function, epigenetic function, mitochondrial function, etc. What we found and science has found, what is the best way to do that is improving NAD levels in the skin. NAD, the molecule that, that we talk about a lot, which basically potentiates it's cellular fuel, potentiates any repair process that, that, that your skin is going to engage in. As far as young goose products, we want to look at two products that do it very effectively. First is our cleanser, uh, Adaptogenic Cleanser. And the reason is because it has apigenin-rich chamomile oil. And what that, that longevity compound does, among other things, is eliminate CD38, which is the culprit of NAD decline in the body. The second, if you've guessed Care, you've guessed correctly, our moisturizer called Care, that has NAD building blocks. So it has the ingredients for your cells to build NAD back in the cells, which they cannot do if we just give them NAD. If you want to learn more about it, we have a whole episode about it. So look for the NAD episode. But what those building blocks do, they they can absorb into the skin. Your cells can take them into themselves and then build NAD there. And uh, we've seen tremendous results using those two products. Our third question is, I'm feeling self-conscious about the wrinkles around my eyes. I'm someone who does use Botox, but it doesn't seem to be effective and worth the money, I'm guessing in general, but maybe around the eyes. What's the next most powerful thing I can do to start to reduce the appearance of these wrinkles? Okay, so Botox basically freezes the muscles, doesn't let the the, the muscles fire basically, so the muscles relax and don't contract. Nothing can really imitate that aspect of Botox, but what we can, what many companies do in varying degrees of success, is use peptides that are neural neural inhibitors. So they give you the results of you know one to twenty percent of what Botox will do, and that seems to be the best next best thing as far as uh, skincare ingredients. Having said that. It is a cumulative result, so it's not going to happen like Botox, where you inject it once, wait a week or two, and get your best result. It's something that would accumulate through time. What we we do use neural inhibitors in our eye care, and we use them not necessarily to mimic what Botox does, rather, but we we use very advanced ones. They're going to give you ten to twenty percent the effects of what Botox does. But the reason we really chose those is because. When we contract our skin, the more we contract our skin, the more predictable the areas in the skin where the skin is going to fold. And that creates wrinkles, this overuse, this predictability. So the more the skin folds in a specific area, the more it's going to fold in a specific area. And by using the, these neural inhibitors, it is kind of just dispersing that signal and not letting the, the skin contract in a in, in predictable manner. So... The short-term results are great, but what really is cool is the long-term effect, which is significantly less accumulation of wrinkles, so both short and long-term. So this is in eye care. In care, we use another peptide, and this peptide has been shown to help a little bit the results of Botox as far as how long the effects of Botox last or how profound they are, So this is another type of peptide, but that goes very well with Botox. So care and eye care. And that's all, folks. So thank you very much for tuning in. And until next time, take care.